Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Empire Life podcast. I'm your host, Allison Ramsey with Empire Life. And Empire Life is a coaching and mentoring company guiding and providing service and support to female founders scaling their online empires. And we interview female founders from all around the world about their tips and strategies that you can implement immediately to enhance your life and business. exactly like today, even if you wanted to. And today we're with special guest, Kimberly Olson, and she serves female entrepreneurs and teaching them simple strategies and online online systems. I think I can switch those two in sales and marketing (laughs) for the Gold Digger podcast. And I'll hand it over to her to introduce herself a little bit more. No, it's all good. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just marketing lingo, right? <laughs> and I, um, I love the the concept of of talking about, you know, how it got started because it, you look back and it, it's a whirlwind. And and I think sometimes people, I know, people see founders of women, female founders, and they think of the global empire of Sphinx and thinking she just overnight became a global, you know, household brand. It's not like that. It, there's always a story behind it and anyone can do it. That's what's so inspiring. So thank, thank you, Allison. I appreciate it. So I actually been in online marketing since 2011, I'm like a dinosaur. It's been like a decade, so much failure. I can't even describe it. I really, really wanted to build a business online. So I didn't have to go back to corporate. And I remember every time I would print my resume off because we moved or I had to move on, I would say, this is the last time I'm printing a resume because I'll never work for someone again. I don't know if any of you can relate. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And in 2011, I started a blog called fitkim.com because I was, you know, wanted to teach people to be fit. I have PhDs in natural health and holistic nutrition. So I was like, all right. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I I have a a master's in that. No way. I had no idea. We We are soul sisters. (laughs) We're going to have to like totally get together and hug it out. So probably like you, I was really drawn to it because I had so many health issues. I was overweight. I was on all these medications. So I went into that field and I thought if I have the blog and I can do recipes, you know, and YouTube monetize that I can build this whole thing. I mean, you were seeing 2011 blogging was not everywhere yet. Like it was still newer and I saw people having success and I, I would, you know, I'd make 10 grand a year, 15 grand. Like there was some money I was generating, but it was not enough to completely be an entrepreneur. And that was, that was like the, the, the gold standard for myself is I could be my own boss, went back to corporate again, printed the resume off, went back to corporate. It was always on the side, you know, something I was doing, but again, I just couldn't get that traction in 2014, uh, had our first child Addison and I went through a really hard postpartum depression. So in that process, put everything on pause. Like I just couldn't go there. And when I was starting to kind of come out of the fog, uh, I remember this feeling and you guys can probably relate that are listening or watching. There's this calling, there's this nudge inside of you that just will not be quiet. And it was saying, go do it, go learn, figure out, go, go, go to a conference, go get some coaching. Like you, you can't quit this dream that you have. There's more for you. And (laughs) I enlisted in Brendan Burchard's Experts Academy. If any of you know Brendan, he's self-development. Went to this epic conference. I had the landing pages, the website, Infusionsoft, like putting all of it on credit cards, right? Going and just doing it all. Find out that I was 
four months pregnant with my second. Like, how do you miss that? Yeah, I know. I don't understand. I had no idea. We were like, oh, we have a one-year-old and now we have another baby coming. And so what (laughs) happened? Same cycle, put the dream on the shelf, had the second baby, went into postpartum again. And it it got worse, you know, just to be completely transparent. I've always struggled with alcohol issues and it became a a flat out problem. I was functioning. No one knew except for my husband, but it was, it was literally me being so upset with myself deep down Mm -hmm. that I was self-sabotaging, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Like if I'm going to put this to the side, I'm going to really put it to the side. There you go. (laughs) I'm going to check out, right? Check out. I'm going to check out. I'm not going to address or look at it. I just, you know, I didn't know what to do. So that went on for some time. And, you know, I got a job locally because another transition, got a job locally to make ends meet. We were, we were racking up debt. Um, I had unexpectedly lost my job uh, when I was pregnant with the second and it wasn't, it wasn't going so well. So a friend reached out and she's like, you should look at my network marketing. And I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to be one of those people. Like, no, thanks. And this is the spring of 2017. And one day I was like, what do I got to lose, man? Like what I'm doing exactly. isn't working. <laughs> right? Like maybe I could learn something. Maybe, maybe I could learn something. something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she was very smart. She would be like, I quit my job. Just wanted to share. And I'm like, good for you. Like I was just so not, not <laughs> awesome. And I saw, I ran into her at a, a, like a little girl's hangout and she was like, it's helping the children. And I was like, helping the children. Like she, she started to understand. I need to talk to Kimberly different about this. I can't just flash things at her that aren't realistic. And I was like, I want to help the children. She's like, okay, great. So I jumped in, I had some initial success, started making, you know, thousand, two thousand $2,000 a month. And then I had a $200 paycheck because I had done it again, started self-sabotaging, mm. you know, blowing off mm-hmm. evening opportunities. I I just knew that for me, that one thing, and everyone has different things. Mine was the alcohol. So I said, you know what? I'm done with this. I've got to conquer this demon or it's going to destroy my life. And I would wake up every day feeling regret. Every day I woke up feeling like I failed my kids. I wasn't present with them. So I enlisted professional help. I had a therapist. I am like, I am all about therapy. I got a same, therapist. Same oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I'm I all have, about it. I, I'm all about it. I yeah. could see one every week. If I could see them twice a week, I'd be happy. Yes. And I was, I was like, we were doing sessions and then we were doing hypnosis. The great thing is a friend referred me and we had similar, you know, I guess, mm-hmm. mental health, whatever, mm-hmm. how you want to say it. We had similar struggles and this woman, my friend had transformed. So I had like a, a oh, vision nice. of what was possible. Yeah. So I went all in, I did everything. She said, I had a journal every day. Oh, I had to do all this mindset stuff. Tell myself a new story. I mean, it just went on and on. And in, in it, I kept feeling that imposter syndrome and was I good enough? And was I worthy? But I would say, no, you are, you you've got this, mm-hmm. you, you know, the world needs your gifts. Like there's more for you. Like I knew it in my heart. I knew God put me on this planet for a reason, but I just couldn't get it all together. And I needed professional support. And this is why I love what you're doing, Allison, because we need coaches. We need mentors. Mm -hmm. We cannot rely on ourselves if we need to scale and we need to grow. And August 1st of 2017 is my first day that I celebrated sobriety. Congratulations. Thank you. And the reason why I'm so excited when I share that is because my life changed. You know, I Mm -hmm. finally was able to say, I'm ready to show up. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to offer value. I'm ready to really, truly feel like I can make a difference in this world. 
And if every day I wake up and I get to work with other women and see them make changes and be a great example for my kids and, you know, change our financial situation, then I don't need to be motivated. I jump out of bed. Like I am so blessed. So I went into social media in the fall of 2017 after this, all, all this work I did, because I realized if I was going to make this network marketing thing work, I couldn't fly around and do all these evening events and weekends. Like it was crazy what they were teaching at the time. Sending have, have any of you gotten the Hey girl message? Hey girl, I'd love for you to be my 90 day weight loss model, like all that stuff. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, I am not going to yeah, do that. You no. can't be all the places. <laughs> Right. Yeah. We start to learn that, that yes, we have yes. to prioritize what, what's going to, or what brings yeah. us joy to yes. what's going to make the most impact all of those. Yeah. Because if I was going to replace my income and my corporate job, but then I was gone all the time, what would be the point? Right. So I really thought and you bring up a great point. I thought, what do I want this to look like? And I was like, I see people doing this on social media. It's possible. I'm going to do it. So I got a coach. I watched what she did. I was so hungry driven. I'm telling you, she would say something. I would do it right away. I would, I mean, it was like, teach me, put me in coach. She said, start going, start going live on Facebook. And I'm like, all right. And you, you know, cause of your masters wake up with lemon water. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about lemon water. And then the next week I'd be like, all right, how to get more energy. Like I would just be in my car going live and no one was showing up. And then the next week there would be one person and then five and then 10 and 30 And then she said, start a Facebook group. And I was like, all right. So I started a Facebook group, all value, all serving. I knew every single person in that group. I knew their kids' names. I knew what their issues were. I coached them for free. I held them accountable. And you know what they said? Hey, could you teach us this? We'll pay. And I was like, they'll pay me money. My first workshop, I I made $300. I charged 50, uh, no, no, no. I charged $15. Yeah. And I had 20 people there. I made $300. It was a Saturday. I remember walking out. My, my babies were one and two. I remember walking out. My husband was like holding them off. And I said to my husband, I just made $300. Like I did that this last year. So our third full year, once I launched that, we did almost $3 million. Wow. So That's I incredible. share that to not impress anyone to oh, show right. you yeah. it's yeah. that feet on the ground getting dirty, working hard, but also being so laser focused on the vision you've painted for yourself to run after it unapologetically and overcome those obstacles. Cause we all have them. We have life and we have kids and we have jobs and all the things, but if you get your, your mindset on what you want and you just keep going and say, I will go until I do it until I make it happen. And I will not stop until then you're an entrepreneur. Nobody can, nobody can fire you. Right. So that's our gold digger brand. Uh, yeah, we we've, we're coming up on four years and, um, it really truly is, uh, it's, it's just something I'm really passionate about. I can feel it. I I absolutely love (laughs) your passion. I love it. That's, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) Uh, I want to dive into some more personal questions too. Really? I mean, I, you, thank you. I I do want to honor, validate what you just shared and affirm that that takes a huge level of vulnerability. And I'm eternally grateful and appreciative of you being that open to share with your communities and with our community right now. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm happy to. And when in your personal life or your business, when you start to have resistance, how do you keep things flowing? 
kind of pull yourself away from that or, or power through, like, how do you handle resistance when it comes up for you? Yeah. So, I mean, resistance can be either if you're, you have something you need to do and you're not doing it, that's procrastination, right? So we're like, we're just not getting to it. We suddenly we're like in messenger when we really don't need to be a messenger. So I think there's different levels to resistance. So if I'm identifying that and catching myself, I will force myself to put my phone away, you know, have notifications turned off. And then what I like to do is I save all the the fun things in my business that I love. I love creating. Obviously, I'm sure you do as well. I make myself do the thing that's on the list that needs to get done that I don't want to do. Because we all have things, even if you have a a team that works for you, there's things that they need me to do that I might not want to. I reward myself with the fun stuff after. So that's helped me out a lot. But I also, when I'm feeling that resistance, I ask myself, where's this coming from? Is it because I'm not aligned with it? And you know, it's so interesting. Just this morning, I made a decision about something that a month ago, I knew I needed to make that decision. I had this nudge. It wasn't like the best plan, the best, I'm not going to go into details, but the best thing this morning, I'm like, you knew you knew a month ago about this. Like you got to trust yourself. Right. So when you're feeling resistance, ask yourself, why is this, is this energetically, I'm not aligned with this. Like I shouldn't be doing this. And then the last thing I do, and this has helped me a lot is I'm a driver. I'm a go get it done. Achievement oriented. Let's go like never stop. And what I've learned is when I'm, I feel stuck with something or feel that resistance. Sometimes it means I need to get quiet. I need to slow down. I need to let it in. And so I'll just go into meditation and I'll just uh, make a request, you know, to God, you know, I believe in God, the universe, whatever it is, however you, you do your meditations, but I do those quietly. And I, I just go through a process asking for guidance, asking for, for discernment, wisdom. And every time I do that, it comes, it might not be right that second, but it always comes. And just allowing myself just to slow down and let it go. Cause I think a lot of us come in this masculine energy of like making it happen and grinding it out. But sometimes when you do that, you actually aren't going in the direction you're even supposed to go into. And then you're like kicking yourself afterwards. It's definitely true. You're kicking yourself because you're thinking, well, we're taught it to be more in the masculine energy in our culture, like both being from the U.S., the just power through or yes. put your nose down and, and grind And it's been a learned skill for me as well to allow myself the grace The it's okay to step away. You're taking a break. You're not quitting this task You're And to convince myself the answer is going to come or it just hasn't worked itself out yet. It's going to work itself out because if it's still in limbo or in motion, it means it needs a little bit more time to work itself out. And it always works out for the best. Always. That that's my personal philosophy. I think that's fantastic. That's great. And you know, there's been times too. Do you do you launch? Do you do launches where you launch things? Mm-hmm. Okay, like masterminds and yeah, okay, and online courses. Yes, okay. And a lot of you listening obviously work with Allison or follow her, so you're probably doing that as well. Sometimes, if you're in launch or you're just very depleted mentally. And you're like in your email and you're just like, oh, and you just, you're, you can't even fathom like what the email says and what you need to do with that. You know, maybe something from your tax accountant. And there are times when you are not productive. You just need to realize like, 
girl, give yourself some grace. Like you said, you're in launch, you're tired. It's going to happen. And you know, I swear to you, every time I, I tell myself, this is not the time for you to work on this right now. You're forcing your, you're, you're forcing yourself through this. I swear to you, the next time I go to it, I like zip through the whole list. I'm just like, where'd that come from? It's because I was in the zone. I had the energy. I was uber productive. So I think it's also like that self-awareness of when is it time to go hard and when is it time to recharge your batteries and rest? And when you do that, you're actually more productive because you're really focused on, you know, peak productivity in your zone of genius. And then you get more done in less time. I get, I've had the same experience where I put the task to the side or I ask myself, why does this seem so hard? Why does it seem <laughs> as if I'm drudging through this and I don't want to do it when the, uh, another time I did it, it I love doing it, like, like you said. And then the next time, or I tell myself that there's, there's a balance between the timing. Like you said, there's a balance between okay, I need to just start, I need to, to get through this. This is something that needs to be done. And then I'm going to reward myself. And then the balance of, do I really need to be doing this right now? <laughs> Maybe yes. I can do this tomorrow. How high of a priority is this? And then, like you said, you go back to it then the next day and you're thinking, gosh, this was so easy. I just flew through this. But yesterday it was insurmountable. <laughs> yep. It's so true. And it, it's, it's really great because like you said, that masculine, like a lot of us are, we're, you know, I was only recognized for things or got my parents' attention when I did anything very successful, right. Achieve something first place. And so we were, we're really wired. A lot of us are wired to produce and, and go and never turn it off, but you know, cause your health background, we, we've, we have to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. And also why are we doing this? It's to create a wonderful life that is balanced so we can serve, but also be there for our families and take care of ourselves. Yeah. So I have a teenager right now. So we're recording yes. this. <laughs> oh my word, girl. She's I'm going to have you on speed dial before you know it. <laughs> She's in high school. So we're, we're experiencing what it's like to, yeah, high school, what that's all like. Wow. I, I continuously remind myself, well, this is my, my third company. And I started my first one when she was a baby. And so she's lived the life of seeing me as an entrepreneur and when she was much younger and I was also a single parent for for most of her life so she needed to come with me I wasn't always able to if, if I had a client who needed to meet right away and have a consultation I needed to make that money I was like money yeah. is money mama's got <laughs> to hustle so mm-hmm. like okay we're going to meet this person and this is what I expect for you to do you can be on your ipad or you can sit with us or you can sit at another table and I'll get you a snack or you'll be set up so she was she's been in that environment <clears throat> since she was little and wow. so she's she completely understands that she's helped me with events before passing out flyers or questionnaires and collecting all the pins and the paper. She's been through it all. <laughs> that is such, um, like, what a great role model you are. That's aw, awesome. Thank you. I yeah, feel the same really for cool. you. And, and to circle back to what you were saying, I am continuously reminding myself, this is why I do this. Like when right. I get to go pick her up from school or before when she was taking the bus or if she takes the bus and she gets home and I'm at home and I can stop what I'm doing 
and have that first conversation with her as soon as she gets out of school, I'm almost going to start crying. <laughs> like that, that's it's amazing. That's what it's about. That's why I do and what I what do. It is about. And, and you know, my mom was a, I was raised in a single family household and I didn't have those conversations. She was always working. And then she had, you know, she was delivering pizzas at nights and weekends to make ends meet. Never had those conversations. She never knew what was going on and she did the best that she could. They always do, right? Our parents Mm. did the best that they could with the tools that they had. And they didn't have this in social media and mentorship and all of that. But I never got that. And I know it made it, it wasn't awesome. So the hear you to say like, you, you get that and how important that is that conversation with your daughter. It's like, imagine what minor six and seven, your daughters in high school, imagine that group, what they're going to be like, Oh, it gives me chills seeing us oh, yeah. mentoring and modeling for them. What are those women going to be like when they grow up? That she's, she's unstoppable. She I mean, sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm sure your kids are just going to be a force of nature and unstoppable. Yeah. What, whatever it is that they want to achieve and set their mind to while at the same time, she understands manners, politeness, kindness, exactly. and, and firmness, like setting her own boundaries while honoring and hearing, validating the other person. That's awesome. Um, you're a rock star, Allison. Oh, you, you as well. Like we have, so, we have so much in alignment mm-hmm. and I want to, I want to really dive into this question about okay. a childhood story for you. That's reflecting what you do now. So that's, it's a really fun one. Cause I feel like everyone that I've talked to, they had little glimmers or little, little things that happened that maybe they didn't even think were significant to what they're doing now in their life. But then when they reflect back on it, they realize, oh, I've always been like that. that mm-hmm. That's just, the, that's like my blueprint. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was in second grade, I started a club in our neighborhood and everybody had folders. And I don't even know what the club did. I do remember that we like built a tree house or something, but I had them. I remember I had the folders. I don't even know how I got the folders, but I had the folders and we we're sitting in a little picnic table and I was in charge and telling them what we were doing, but they were all about it. Like it was like a real club. I don't even know if they were like younger than me, same age. I'm not sure, but I always have loved leading. And I've always loved like, for example, uh, I'll never forget. There was this girl that sat next to me. She was super shy in kindergarten. And by the end of the year, I was like on a mission to like self-develop this girl. Like, cause she like, what, like she was just terrified of life, you know, like maybe she, I don't know, super shy by the end of the school year, she was talking and laughing. She was just like, you know, and I've always loved seeing the potential in people. I can see in others what they can't see. I'm sure you do because of what you do and being able to let them see that and watch them step into it. I've always been like that. Like, I just love, I don't know, leading other people. And I mean, obviously, you know, our company, we have 14 full-time people now that work with us um, and leading them and, and not exactly knowing the next step. I didn't know what I was doing then. It's not like someone like tells you how to be a leader. You know, you just kind of figure it out. So I think naturally being a leader, you know, is something that um, I've always gravitated towards. And you know what I do? And I I see Addison, my seven-year-old do this. It's not exact. It's a little, I don't know if it's a good trait or a bad trait, 
but she will say things, even if she's not hundred percent confident, if it's true. Like she really wants us to buy a cheetah, which you can't do in America, but she's <laughs> like, I found this cheetah it's on eBay. And I'm like, dude, we can't have a cheetah. Like we live in a subdivision, but <laughs> She's like so confident when she tells you that you almost believe like maybe we're going to get a cheetah. So I've always said confidently what I could see being it Mm -hmm. in a way that, that others are like, yes, she's right. Like I believe her. So maybe it's that like vision casting. Um, I've always naturally had that for sure. And she has it too. (laughs) That is the next time I talk to you. (laughs) Yes. Oh, random side note (laughs) I grew up in a very rough neighborhood and I saw very a whole slew of very random interesting things and one of my neighbors actually had gotten a wild is it is it called wildlife or they didn't have a permit I think it's called wildlife yeah they had a wildlife animal uh, I think it was a cheetah or exotic exotic animal that's the word Yep. They had an exotic animal that obviously was not allowed. <laughs> and and they had built this big, it looked like a dog house what? out of wood, but it was for the size of like the the lion or cheetah paw. I don't remember. It was like this big. It was humongous. But my best friend across the street lived next to them. And she had a little, some little holes in her wood fence. So we were, we were looking through the fence. Look at and, it. And we could see it and they had it on this humongous chain, like a metal chain. And it just stretched his paw out and we both jumped back from the fence like, oh, oh God. <laughs> we I'm not going to let Addison hear this because that yeah. part, because it'll, it'll make her get ideas that she's going to build a cage in the back and somehow mm-hmm. we're going to get a cheetah. That is hilarious. Well, there you go. I'm telling you, we are just, girl, picking yes. up what you're dropping. Yeah, I had another neighbor who had a sheep in her backyard. Oh, you know. About, about 10 sheep, and they built this kind of kind of cage around the fence where the sheep could be there and they could feed them. Just There's, because. Well, you saw a lot of innovation around you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there was there was a drug, there was a few drug rings. So that's that's business right there. I mean, entrepreneurship. They're doing it, at least they're yeah, they're trying to make money. So I don't definitely don't pass any judgment. And I, the childhood story is so fascinating because me and, and the friend that lived across the street, we started an all girls club where we were leading it, which she really, it was really her idea. And she had said that she wanted to run it, but then we held a, a kind of a vote right for who they thought should run it and they voted for me to run it and I was devastated because I could tell she was really sad and she started to have tears coming in her eyes and I said gosh guys why are you doing this she's the one who's this is her idea and I might be helping her to run this meeting the first one and I had specific uh, a structure that I said that all of them needed to do. And maybe that was related to that. Maybe it's related to, like you said, like just really stepping in to the environment and then people understanding are looking to you for support or guidance, even if you're not asking for it. Oh yeah. In the moment. And she was like, no, no, it's okay. They voted for you. You're outright. You won. You're the president. 
And I was like, are you sure? And we hugged it out and we were both crying. <laughs> I can't <laughs> even believe that there's a, um, there's a book called magnetic sponsoring. It's I, it's, I think the guy who wrote it's more for network marketing, but he talks about people naturally look for the alpha dog in the room. Hmm. They're just looking for the alpha dog who seems to know what they're doing. Who seems to have you ever, this is my, my little fun thing I like to do in groups. My husband, he gets mortified when I do it. I'll just walk like people, they, like everyone's just standing there and I'm like, Oh no, I'm just going to walk and they're going to follow me watch. And I'll just take off and people, the whole tribe will, the herd will come follow. People are looking for someone to follow. They just are, you know, and you listening, you get to be the leader. You get to be the alpha dog. People are craving that, you know, there's security in it, there's safety in it. And it's an honor. It's an honor to have other people follow you, you know, and being a good leader. But it sounds like you naturally were doing that from a really young age. Well, both both of us. Yeah. yeah. The, the story is, is really fascinating that it's that's it. one of those stories. And we were hosting little events too and charging people money to come <laughs> see this horrible play, right? That we have no idea what we're doing and like so little socks of animals and I look back on that. I'm like, oh, those poor parents that we were charging them money to sit through that. It's, I think it's fantastic. You know, you were doing it. Yeah. And the lemonade for your time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, friendship bracelets. That friendship bracelets. Can. Yeah. I used to make um, hair bows Ooh. with leftover ribbon that my mom had. And I would sell those door to door. Whatever it takes. Yeah. So whatever it takes. And I wanted to ask you too, if, if you were starting from, from scratch, like fresh right now, today, starting a new business, what are the top five things that you feel like you wish that you would have known before, you know, now that you would incorporate anything or like tactical, like just starting over in, in anything that you would do from the beginning, such as an example, a lot of people say is I would delegate more. Oh yeah. That's definitely on the list. Yeah, for sure. So the first thing I would do is work on my mindset. And the reason being, as I see it all the time with the women that we work with is you can have the most beautiful social media, you know, profile, your Instagram can look great, but if you don't, you don't truly believe in yourself others are not going to believe in what you're offering. So mindset comes first and we love reels. I love TikTok. I love all that stuff. But if you don't believe in yourself, it's going to be, it's not, it's not going to get you anywhere. And in identifying, you know, that self-sabotage, like we talked about, are there, is there anything, and I I've written five books. One of the books is called the art of self-discipline. Uh, and I found that a lot of procrastination and fake working is really common amongst entrepreneurs, especially, uh, women and moms that have a family and a household as well, or maybe a job, a corporate job. So I would say, what is, you know, the mindset piece of painting the picture of the woman you're becoming and stepping into that, like, what would she do now? So if you're like, well, I want to do a podcast. Great. What would that look like for you? What would your setup be? What would your artwork look like? What would your brand be? So mindset. I love your artwork, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I need to put up one behind me. I was, I was just looking today and I was like, gosh, I don't like anything that I have. I, I did, a, I um, and I can something. send it to you, remind you, re, remind me, but I did a green screen forever until I had this custom built 
because this was a reward for myself. Uh, it's two years amazing. Ago. I love Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. It helps because it's done. I don't have to do anything, you know, but that was part of it was I mm-hmm. saw a girl who was doing YouTube way ahead of me, been doing it for years in a similar space. And she had, it wasn't just like this, but she had this beautiful background and it stood out to me. And I was like, she's a boss. Like she was a boss man. Like she just was. And I was like, okay. And I started thinking I got a Pinterest board and I had a couple of images on there. This is exactly one of them. Okay. That's years in the making now. Thank you. But my point is the mindset part of getting clear on the woman you're becoming, who are you becoming? What does she talk like? What does she look like? Who's she with mindset for sure. The second thing I would do is I would get really clear in your personal brand. We have to brand ourselves, whether or not you're building a big company, like I'm scaling to eight figures, whether or not you are working in selling shampoo for a network marketing company, personally brand yourself, who you are, who you serve. Okay. I cannot be people or I serve, you know, every single college student, like you got to get clear on who you serve, but what is the gap there for them? What's the pain point and what solution are you going to offer? I would be clear on that because when I first started, I just would go live and talk about lemon water. Like there was no clarity there, you know, you just got to start. But once I got clear, I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many other moms who are busy, who don't have time that want to learn social media in a way that feels good. I'm going to go do that. Once I got that clarity, boom, I was off and running. I hit six figures in 90 days. When I got clear, when I had struggled for how many years, like six years of struggle of not making any money, 90 days, six figures. I mean, that is fast, but it only happened because I got really, really clear. The other thing I would do is I would get a real social media strategy in place. So where are you? What platform start with one at a time? But this has been the best advice I've ever gotten. And I was already doing it intuitively, but we teach our students this. You need to engineer your celebrity with a signature piece of content every week, like you with your podcast. Boom. I see you around, see the podcast, see the, the teasers, see the graphics, see the promotion, your YouTube. That's, that is engineering your celebrity. So what is it for you? Is it a podcast? Is it a weekly Instagram live? Is it a YouTube that you release? You have to engineer your celebrity and it has to be weekly. Cause you can't go just at launch time. Cause then people show up and you're just selling to them. That doesn't make any sense. Just serving with value, serving with value. The other thing I would do is for those that are starting out or, or what would I do? I would literally pretend I didn't have anything to sell. I wouldn't be thinking about the sale. I wouldn't think about, well, if I have this Facebook group, what kind of content? Well, I got to make sure they could buy my products and it, no, pretend you don't sell anything. And if I asked you today, all right, girlfriend, I have a conference, my first in-person conference this year. All right, girlfriend, you get three hours on stage at my conference. What would you talk about for three hours? There you go. You're like, oh, well, I would talk about, you know, the adoption process and everything. Okay, great. You run with that. Oh, well, I would talk about really easy recipes for the busy mom with picky kids. Boom. There you go. Like, what is it that you're so passionate about that you could talk about for hours whether or not you got paid for it, because when you serve, you will sell. But when you try to sell, you never, ever, it doesn't ever work for you. And the final thing I would do is I would get systems in place and I would delegate everything. And all I would do is show up every day, creating content, being on camera and coaching. Cause that's all I love to do. Mm-hmm. Delegate everything else as soon as humanly possible, knowing that it does take a second to delegate and train. But when you do it, you're, you're duplicating yourself. And you're quadrupling yourself. And then there's 10 people doing stuff instead of just your one. 
then you can get some time back and get your life back. But then you're in your zone of genius instead of trying to do, I don't know, landing pages and get them to sync to email. So that would be what I would do if I started over. Those are all incredible. There's, there's a highlight reel right there. (laughs) I have a lot to say about all of those that I'm unsure even where to unpack all of them. They're, they're all incredible and definitely tips and strategies to incorporate as soon as humanly possible. One, Mm -hmm. definitely one thing that I will add is something that I kept telling myself is to create the SOPs before I was ready or before I actually have the person, if I was manifesting or vision driving, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have two VAs in 2021, for example, that are going to be aiding me with, we had a best-selling book in 2021 and I need to get the the title of your book. So, or the, your books, so I can order them to, on, a, on a side note. I want yours too. Okay. <laughs> and with, with that book project there, we published also eight other female founders stories and how they rose to success about varying topics and promoting the purpose was to promote their businesses and megaphone their voices. So they would have more people or a larger amount of people seeing their business and their story, their personal story and getting to know them. Well, there's a Facebook group and a lot of promotion for them. They were on the podcast, on the blog, they were featured on all of our social media. And that took a lot of internal teamwork. Oh yeah. (laughs) That, like you said, you, you start to get your life back with and we have a social media strategist right now too on the team and they plan out, they, I, I don't even usually have to check over the content. They're so good at planning within my voice at this point in the graphics and, and then the comments and the hashtags and the timing. And it, it took probably three months, I would say to get them into my voice and, most people think that I'm online 24 seven or that's, that's me that's online. And I have to remind them like, if, if they have, if they're wondering, Oh, why did you invite me to your Facebook group? Or do you feel like I'm a good fit? And I need to say, well, that wasn't actually me. (laughs) Why did you (laughs) like, we just want to make sure that you're seen and you're heard and we welcome you to the community and it doesn't that doesn't always have to be the business owner who's right. doing all those things and i agree i felt like i got my life back especially with the social media people on the team oh yeah cuz i was i was feeling pressure in the pool that i have to be online all the time and i have to answer every message and every comment and see everybody who's liking anything and hey have actually now deleted Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn from my phone. Oh, that's next level, I'm girl. Very proud Ooh, of that. I had the notifications <laughs> turned off and I thought that was impressive. <laughs> yeah, I have notification. Yes, that, wow. that was that was my my jam. I've always had, like you said, the notifications turned off. But I did a raw food cleanse about six months ago. I usually do two or three a year where about four to seven days that I either do I've done some water ones 
where it's just water, lemon, and sea salt, usually, oh, okay, and, yeah. and maybe some raw nuts if I'm starving. And, or I'll do just raw food and a lot of water. And I thought this is really starting to affect my life that I, I feel this pool as soon as I wake up, it brings me joy at the same time. How much does it detract Mm -hmm. from my life? And is it number one priority? Is it a necessity? Do I really have to be there all the time? Do I, and do I really have to be the one who's answering every message or can I train my team, some of the, the people in my team to answer messages in my voice? And if they have a question or can uh, we get better, can we right. continue to improve this process? And I, I haven't uploaded the app since then. And it was wow. really difficult. I felt this withdrawal. Kimberly, oh, I'm I felt sure. withdrawal. I, I think I'm an, an addict. I'm an addict. I was an addict. <laughs> yeah, you're not anymore. You're celebrating sobriety. Yes. <laughs> Social sobriety. Oh my gosh. And uh, I was telling, I, I have, I'm in a serious relationship right now. And I was telling him this morning, he went on his phone and he was checking his email. I'm like, that, that to me, I, it was such a hard habit to break. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that we do when we wake up, we grab our phone and I wasn't realizing how much it was influencing the rest of my day. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's um, um, the documentary, The Social Dilemma. Have you seen that? I need to watch it. I've heard you watch it because it. it's yeah. just going with what you said. And, you know, I that's why when I, I was asked like the topic for the TED talk I did last year, it was reclaiming social media because the social dilemma shows you it's very toxic, like teen suicide has tripled and like, they're the first generation to have a cell phone when, you know, we didn't have that growing up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we can reclaim it. It can be good. You know, I don't, I personally have a very healthy relationship with it, but I see so many that don't, but it's actually designed that way. It's designed for you to get, wake up and go to your email. It's designed for you to Mm -hmm. feel that, Oh, there's a notification. I got to go on. Like it's designed for that. So check that documentary out. It'll, it'll blow your mind. I will. It's very much like, whoa, man, we are like wired to check our phones and go, go, go. We Mm -hmm. are. And I've noticed a transition with my child, even that she lately, she texts her friends quite a lot and they do video chats. Like all all of them will be on the same video chat and they'll be laughing or I'll hear her laughing and I'll hear them. And it's really cute. But they are very involved in the present or there's something I've really wanted to work with her in is that there's no electronics allowed at the table or when we're eating dinner and we sit down to eat and teaching her how to be present. But that means I have to be present. (laughs) Lead by example. Yeah, totally. You are though. You're doing great. Seriously. I'm, I'm so impressed by you. That's fantastic. It's, it's been a, it, it was not easy. It's still not easy. Sometimes I think, well, I should just put, I, I'm just going to put Instagram on Facebook and Facebook on my phone today. Like, just forget this. And then I, <laughs> and then I remind myself, no, it's been really healthy for me. I feel like I've gotten my life back. Like you were saying, my team is trained. They can handle this. They got, yep, it. They got and it. Then I just make increments in my week where I'm allowed, I allow myself to be on Facebook for like an hour and double check what my team is saying and the messenger. And maybe there was something that they didn't quite know how to answer. And I make sure that I answer it. 
And that's very different than feeling I have to answer those messages as soon as they come in and every day I have to be there. And I wanted to, I I know we're we're coming up on time and I I wanted to ask you before we hop off, if there's, and this might be, this might be similar to what we just talked about, uh, something that you feel, you feel in your heart that are, are really big, both of our really big online communities that is something they really need to hear or that is something you've been feeling maybe, or that's been coming up with your clients. Like it may be yeah. two to three things that are just like, Oh, this, this is something that was really helpful to me or that I talked to my client about yesterday or this morning. Yeah. There's so many things. One, one thing I would say is I think that because of social media and we see everyone around us doing things, we have to remember it's all been done already. You know, if, if you see a quote or someone comes up with an idea for a Facebook live or whatever, or a launch or a product, it's all been done. Okay. Like there's very wise people who have gone before us. It's all been done, but it's never been done in the way that you would do it. And I got to tell you when I first started and I was just going live and there was no people, I didn't have an audience. I didn't have an email list I didn't have any money. I just kept showing up, kept showing up. I started getting messages from people saying, I look forward to your post every day. Mm-hmm. Like I love your, like it puts me in the right frame of mind. It may, it encourages me. Your stuff is so encouraging that I can do this. You really make me believe I can do this. And then you start getting the messages from people who are like, I'm doing what you're saying and it's working. Oh my gosh, my business is growing and I've got, you know, X, Y, and Z happening. And you're like, what? Like you, didn't, you didn't even think that that was possible because it's already been done. Somebody else has already done all that stuff. There's coaches out there everywhere. You turn around my industry. When I came, came on, there was people I was learning from that were huge brands, huge names, huge following. I was just this little person who was learning from them. And I was like, I'm going to do that too. And then what happened? I developed my own audience, my own people that said, I love the way she teaches. It's bite-sized. I can understand it. I love how real she is. And I developed my own audience. Do you think that they're sitting here looking going, oh, Kimberly took my people? No, it's abundance. There's There's billions of people on Facebook, billions of people on Instagram, billions of people in the world. Like it's all, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. But the other thing is what we talked about before is that calling that you have is not going to go away. I'm here to tell you. So if you do the stop, go, stop, go, you are literally self-sabotaging and you're shooting yourself in the foot and ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. It's time to be so laser focused, so obsessed. I want you to become obsessed with your goal. So if your goal is to quit your job, figure out what that takes, what that's going to take. I knew I needed to triple my income for three months before I could convince my husband and him not lose his mind. And I'll never forget. I was like, okay, I did it. I tripled my income. And he was like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, I'm putting in my notice. I'm quitting. And he was like, what are you going to do for the next 20 years? And I was like, be awesome. Like, why are we even (laughs) having this conversation? I've tripled my income on my own, dude. Like, so when you have that goal, what is it, right? You want to quit your job. Great. What does that look like? What do you need to have that happen? Okay. Let's get a plan in place. My hashtag we all use is hashtag get lit learn, implement, take action. Taking action is what people are missing. They're watching a bunch of videos, listening to podcasts, which we love take action because when you take action, even if it's forward and you're failing, you're failing forward. 
it's just that step after step after step, brick by brick by brick. And one day you're going to look up and go, oh my gosh, I built an empire. But that doesn't happen until you lay that first brick down. So that's what I would say is it's not going to go away. You need to go after this dream unapologetically, become obsessed and don't stop until you get there. Yes. Amen. Amen to all of it. <laughs> Whoop. Praise hands. <laughs> Whoop. And, <laughs> and it, not everybody has that calling. So if you are listening to this and you do, and you do have it, this is insatiable fire inside of you. I, I concur. It's not going to go away. If, if anything, it's going to get bigger and you're going to have to stuff it down and bury it and drudge through. And that's, that's not any way to live. Mm-hmm. You want to be like Kimberly said about, you know, in the middle of the podcast, you want to be living a life of freedom and joy and abundance and living to your full potential and growing and failing forward. And that's, that's how we grow. Yep. Absolutely. And how can people find you? It's the gold digger. Yes. It's the gold digger girl. Yep. Well, it's G O A L girl. Yeah. The gold digger, the gold digger girl is my username handle website everywhere. I'm on every single platform. So just type in the gold digger girl, wherever you hang out and love, you will find me on there. Say hello, send me a DM, you know, take a picture of this. Let us know that you watched it. Tag me in your stories. We would love to give you a shout out. Perfect. And we met each other on clubhouse originally, right? That's that right. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. I had to, I had to get off of it because of my voice, but it's getting much stronger and I've been doing audio rooms on Facebook and I'm in love. So it's next level. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.